I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, April 21st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, 2 billion euros is the price tag of IKEA's push into the US. Now, that's its biggest investment in a single country as it looks to take advantage of the economic downturn to take market share. Now, that sure is a lot of Swedish meatballs, but it does kind of make sense. As the economy stumbles, consumers will be looking for lower priced quality furniture, a category that IKEA dominates. So we wish our Swedish friends the best of luck. We're in Swedish. That's Ika Till. Don't DM me about my pronunciation. I know it's bad. Peak Pals, we've got a great episode for you today. For our first story, NATO is footing the bill. For our second story, the federal worker strike can have a big impact. And for our last story, BuzzFeed pulls the plug on news. For our first story, every friend group has that one buddy that's happy to have all the fun, but let someone else flip the bill. In NATO, that's actually Canada. And here's what the bill is for. So Justin Trudeau reportedly told NATO officials that Canada would never meet the alliance's target for member nations to spend at least 2% of their annual GDP on defense. At least this is per a leaked Pentagon document obtained by the Washington Post. Now, since NATO established the pledge in 2006, Canada has never reached that target and currently only spends about 1.29% of its GDP on defense. To be fair, Canada's not alone. Just seven of NATO's 30 members in 2022 hit that target, with names like France, Germany, and Norway all falling short. To zoom out, the document also says Germany is concerned about Canada's ability to continue supporting Ukraine while juggling NATO commitments, and that Turkey is upset that the Canadian military didn't do more to support aid during February's deadly earthquake. And here's why it all matters. Per the document, Canada's skimpy defense spending is hindering its military capabilities and hurting ties with its most important security partners, which could lead to Canada's biggest allies leaving it on red. In fact, that's kind of already happened. In 2021, Canada was left out of the AUKUS, A-U-K-U-S, a security pact between Australia, the U.S., and U.K. focused on the Indo-Pacific, an increasingly important region for Canada. The document also raises concerns about Canada's military readiness, citing the Air Force's pilot shortage and the continued underdevelopment of Arctic defenses. But experts have called NATO's catch-all 2% target a lousy metric because it doesn't have any stipulations as to how that money is spent. Ultimately, Canada is still a trusted ally, making military investments in things like new fighter jets and updating NORAD, the air defense network in North America. For our second story, as Public Service Alliance of Canada, aka PSAC, workers hit the picket line, their fight for higher wages could disrupt a lot more than just your spring travel plans. Here are some of the other consequences. So the federal workers' strike could result in up to $200 million in lost economic output per day, according to a report by Scotiabank economist Derek Holt. If the strike goes on for a month, Holt believes the country's nominal GDP could drop by up to 1%. And the strike impacts the economy in many ways that are immediately obvious, too. Like, small businesses could see day-to-day -day operations impacted due to delays in employment insurance processing, passport approvals, and tax filings. Grain exports could be delayed due to striking grain inspectors, and farms could face labor shortages with no one around to process temporary workers. Holt also warns that the private sector could be pressured into matching any wage gains in the public sector workers win through negotiations, potentially worsening inflation. Yes, but PSAC's goal is not to cripple the economy. Workers are striking only as a last resort, looking to beat back wage stagnation and catch up to the increased cost of living. Here's why it matters. A raft of institutions from RBC to Deloitte already predict a mild recession will hit Canada in the coming months. An additional dip in GDP from a prolonged strike could worsen what's already coming. 
For a third story, after over 10 years in operation, BuzzFeed has pulled the plug on its news division. Here's what happened. CEO and co-founder Jonah Peretti told staff the move is part of a 15% workforce reduction affecting almost every team per NBC. We've determined the company can no longer continue to fund BuzzFeed News as a standalone organization, he wrote. Now, in 2021, BuzzFeed News won a Pulitzer Prize for a series exposing China's mass attention to Muslims. But still, the division has not been able to turn a profit. Since going public, also in 2021, BuzzFeed has never traded above the initial public offering price of about $10 per share and has fallen by about 84% in the last year. And this is why it matters. Economic times are tough. All companies are taking a hard look at what they're investing resources into and deciding if it'll with their long-term goals. If it's not making money or doesn't have a clear path toward making money, it's probably not a good sign. Media outlets have been hit especially hard by challenges to profit from their content. ABC News, NPR, Insider, and Vox Media have all recently laid off staff. And to zoom out, the rise of generative AI has complicated things even further. Insider and BuzzFeed have been experimenting with ChatGPT to help write articles, including some questionable SEO-driven travel content and quizzes, but they deny that any jobs will be replaced by AI. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a great day.